0: Hi, and welcome to the Scopio's audiobook, The Year Time Stopped. Each week, we will be launching new episodes from each chapter of the book, and each week, you will hear mind-blowing interviews, as well as get to know the artists behind the amazing pictures and stories featured in the book. Chapter 9, Love and Connection. Having to be away from everyone else brought us so much closer. In our bubbles, we had to reinforce the bonds we already had, and experiment with new ways of being together. Love reinvented itself in 2020 and took on all shapes and forms, whether it was the love we felt at home when surrounded by our friends and families, holding them closer than ever and being around them more than we ever have before, or the warm glow of a video call from a long distance friend who put in the extra effort to show us they care. The solidarity of a companion, just you and them against the world. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's jump into the interviews from artists featured in the chapter.
1: I was visiting the Dallas Arbitrarium one day and sitting on one of the park benches. I turned to the left of me and noticed a family of four settling down on a bench. What interests me about this family was the women wearing hijabs and That wasn't something I see often. The two girls were talking to their mother and the father was taking some time to look at the park map. After a few moments, I saw the mom reach into her purse and give the girls some money and they both made their way to the nearby cafe. I noticed the parents never took their eyes off the girls and they scanned the girls surroundings until they entered the cafe. As I looked at the woman from afar, I could tell she was a mother who would do anything to protect her children. I also could tell a part of her worried for their safety of her children. Not only did she have the job of raising teenage Muslim women and protecting them in America, but now she had to also figure out how to continue to protect them from a virus we don't know much about. Will there be more shutdowns? Virtual schooling, proms, and graduations missed What is the new normal for raising your children during this pandemic? How do you be confident in knowing you're doing the right thing? I took this photo because it shows a sense of protection, but it also shows the underlying concern and what I think everyone has. Hello, my name is Natalie Kelly and I am a photographer and a creative director being in that moment and and capturing that it really felt like i was capturing something that you could not per se put in words it was like a, a feeling because this woman had this look of like a mother lion like ready to attack at any moment and it was just like but it was also this 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 softness and this, this soft worry and the soft concern on her face, because like I said, you, how do you, that you're doing the right thing as a parent during these times you know you have teenage girls and or teenagers in general and you're getting ready to send them off into the world which is already a scary thing but now we have a pandemic and we have a new way of life and we have you know a new way of doing things but we also have these different variants that are coming out and it's causing more fear so it's like how do you be sure that you're doing the right thing and what you're doing is the right thing and the safest thing for your children. You know, even just letting them go to the cafe—like, what happens if one of them would have got home and, and tested positive for you know COVID? It, it's like the little things that we have to take into concern. Do you let your children go out to to the prom and to after parties where you know it's going to be surrounded by a lot of people, or you know, do you do you do the simple things that you used to allow? freely without fear without worry do you allow that the same way now and i don't think that's the case i think everything that we do now has a little bit of fear attached to it just a little bit of underlying worry attached to it whether that's catching a flight whether that is going to a friend's wedding you know it's like oh i hope i don't get sick or you know i hope someone around me isn't sick i think this has definitely changed the way that people have they view the world and how they move in the world. Sitting where I was, um, you you see the the typical people. You see the the couple passing. I saw the mom with her with toddlers passing, but it was something about scanning where you were and seeing her face and her face said so much everyone else was just passing by but to see her sitting there and it, it was just it was just this feeling of uncertainty that she presented and that I was able to pick
0: up on. Do you think Muslim Americans feel unsafe still?
1: I definitely do. I think there's I think there is a level of acceptance like like we are accepted here because it's um because this is America is the melting pot but I think there is still a level of uncertainty and worry that they live with.
0: Do you think that relates to the black experience in America?
1: Definitely. I definitely do. It's it's um, it's shown light on a lot of worries and underlying worries, but I definitely think that it's um, something that every Black American feels.
0: In the image, it almost looks like sorrow than worry, even because. We're in a land that
1: we call free, but how are we really free and when we have all these worries and these restraints and these, these um, limitations and we're still fighting for rights. Women are still fighting for rights. We still have Black Americans fighting for rights. We still have Muslims that are fighting for certain rights. It's still like, it's like we've made it to the land of the free, but are we really free this?
0: What do you feel about photographing people? It seems like, is that what you usually do in your work, or?
1: I I dip and dab in for like in so many different varieties of photography, but capturing photojournalistic pictures is something that I think I'm really gifted at because how they've always said. A photo can say a thousand words. I truly believe that, but I like to experience life and I like to travel and I like to meet people. So, in a lot of my photos, I like to capture what it is I have and then go talk to the people so I can have a story so I can bring it back to anybody that I meet along the way. Like, hey, this is my photo, but this is also the story. This is the story of the person. Or if I don't have the story, think about this story that is attached to it. think about what they're thinking about because I feel like I add another layer of depth to to somebody trying to understand somebody else's humanity and just showing a little bit of empathy like hey, you know this woman is you know the lady and the the lady and the mom in the picture, you know, she could be feeling worried, she could be feeling angry like show some empathy for some, what someone else is going through. And I, I like to portray that in my photos. I like to portray stories and bring those stories back and let the world see how I view the world every day.
0: What are your dreams in life?
1: Okay. Um, I get excited about this when people ask me, my dream for my life is to travel the world and experience cultures and be able to capture what I'm experiencing because I feel like certain places aren't portrayed exactly how they are or or the, the positive side of a place isn't always portrayed. And I wanna go and I wanna experience it, but I also wanna help and make a difference and make a change and just be able to capture what it is I'm experiencing, the different cultures that I'm experiencing, whether that's in India, or whether that's in Portugal, or whether that's in Thailand, I want to be able to really emerge myself in the culture, capture what it is I'm experiencing, bring that back to whoever, whether that's the states or the rest of the world, and be able to share the stories that I've collected along the way. But i I wanna give back. That's my main goal for life is to bring light into the world and bring stories through my photos.
0: What's like the biggest story that you're proud of? My biggest story that
1: I'm proud of
0: would have to be um,
1: at the beginning of the pandemic, I took a photo in the Hartsfield Jackson airport and it's of a little boy and the airport is completely empty and he's standing and he has his mask on and he has his pillow with him and the flight that I was getting on it was probably I want to say max 20 people now flying out of Atlanta Georgia in the United States that's the top most busiest mm-hmm. airport in the yeah, world
0: that's a busy you can't get food there when you're waiting for your flight
1: <laughs> oh no <laughs> and to see it completely empty and then to, to to capture that little boy, it was just like, he's not going to remember any of this. What he's going to remember is there was a time where he didn't have to go to school as much. You know, he didn't get to see his friends and spend time and go play as much, but he did get to stay at home and be around his family and have more home cooked meals and, you know, spend more time with his siblings and, He will remember the quality time, but he won't remember the panic and the stress that I think the adults will remember, because for us, this is like the Great Depression. You know, this is like Mm. it's something major, like the Great Depression or or the recession. Like, it's just a huge moment in time for us. But to know that he was a child and he's experiencing this from a completely different angle you know most wow. children they're not experiencing this from the fear they're experiencing this from we don't have to go to school we get to spend more time at home you know we get to do more crafts we get to be more creative and mm-hmm. i get to spend more time on my you know my my tablet or whatever but it's not such a worrisome thing for them and it, but it's going to be like at one point they're not it's they're going to be affected by it, but they're not so much affected by it as, as adults are now.
0: Mm. I think that like everybody's been talking about NFTs and everything. And I think because of all the depression, depression, sadness, everything, and the mix of isolation, creativity, this is like where our era is valuing art and creativity now for the first time in like Probably hundreds and hundreds of years. I'm really excited to see how that people are valuing storytelling. Is the number one most difficult skill. NFTs are trading 23 billion dollars a year now, and it's like things are things are really changing for artists. So you're only as good as the story that you can tell, I think. And um, so you have a great head start and in, in that in that space, and it's it is super interesting.
1: Yeah, I got on there and just saw, I started seeing people from all over the world and I just got so excited um, because this is, for me this is a very big thing because I'm from such a small town in Georgia and to to have a dream and to have a gift and I know that I have a gift and to push it out there and and finally like find my community of people and people that see me and understand my art. And it's not just a hobby, it's actually like she sees the world differently and she has a gift. It feels so good. Like it feels so good. Like it just, it almost doesn't feel real like to know that I will be published, that I'm published in a book. And it's just like, you know, the first step, but this this is an amazing opportunity
0: and so grateful. So grateful, thank you so much. Thank you, I, I am really happy for your, that story to be heard. I think it's something nobody talks about and people are, someone. people are gonna read that and they're gonna be, like if Muslim Americans read that, they're gonna be like, wow, I also see myself here nobody talks about me, nobody even brings me up, you know, so, and the fact that it's not even from them Like, usually they're the ones that have to fight and scream and beg and lobby and nobody listens, nobody cares. (laughs) So I feel really um, happy that I think that they'll see themselves. And I love that it's from your perspective. It makes it so much richer. Um, And yeah, I feel the same way as you. I can't believe I'm publishing this either. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. My parents are from Jordan. (laughs) Wow. Um, So yeah, this is incredible, but you know, when there is value, that value gets realized. So all you need to focus on is creating that value. And then opportunities like this will just show up at your doorstep. You just focus on the value, 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 and trust. You will always think, find things at your feet ready for you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's the advice that I've gotten and it really helps me focus. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, that that helped. That was a a message. Thank you. So I live in Oklahoma City. I moved to Oklahoma City um, a year and a half ago. I left everybody and everything that I knew in Georgia and just packed my car and moved out here to literally just experience life. And I'm considering this my art residency. Like, this is hmm. my own art residency. And I'm here and I've emerged myself in the culture, and I've, mm-hmm. I've been to a powwow, so I have photos of a <laughs> powwow that I have, I'm going to upload. Um, they're actually sitting in my thing, waiting to be upload uploaded, but the stories that I have for being, you know, at the powwow, and, and I experienced my first pride here, and, you know, it's just, I'm experiencing Black, like, like cultural music and i've met like black trumpet players and saxophone players and it's just things that were like during like the harlem renaissance that i feel like i'm stepping back into and finding like in this new age so it's this has definitely been a journey but i think this is my mm-hmm. art residency i think i have created my own art residency and i'm i'm emerging myself in it it's so much to know that i'm a part of this this is amazing (sighs) y'all have created a history book that will go down in history like this we
0: have created we (laughs) all right i hope you enjoyed that last episode and learned something new Don't forget to tune in to the next episode to see what other crazy, incredible, creative and empowering lessons you can learn from the photos in this book.